You're clean, aren't you? Except for your tower. You're a tower junkie, Roland. Hello and welcome to Tower Junkies, presented by ObsessiveViewer.com. Tower Junkies is a podcast devoted to Stephen King and his magnum opus, The Dark Tower series. We discuss the themes, characters, and mythology of the series in Palaver episodes and review the books and, uh, and comic series in Kef episodes. We also discuss King novels related to the Dark Tower series, non-Tower King novels, TV and film adaptations of King's work, and the latest news about potential Dark Tower-related adaptations. You can find more of our work at towerjunkiespod.com and follow us on every level of social media at Tower Junkies Pod. And for more great podcasting content from ObsessiveViewer.com, go to ObsessiveViewer.com slash podcasts. Uh, I am your host, Matt Hurt, and uh, yeah, today on the podcast, we actually have a very exciting um, special episode for you. Um, so about probably a month or so ago, I read an article in the local newspaper. Uh, I'm here in Indianapolis, by the way. And that article was about this man, Cameron Grimm, who um, was basically pursuing his dream of filmmaking by cre- by filming his first short film. And that short film just happens to be um, based on Stephen King's short story from Night Shift uh, titled The Man Who Loved Flowers. It was a dollar baby project where he uh, submitted to the Stephen King dollar baby um, project to get a contract to film an adaptation of the short story. So he got the contract and, and it was greenlit and they they did it. Um, uh, Cameron's um, production company is called Five After Five Productions. You can find them at Five After Five uh, Productions dot net. That's five, the number five after five, the number five Productions dot net. I'll have a link to it in the show notes, of course. And yeah, I, I was just very um, very inspired by his story and very. Um, very excited that there was a Stephen King property being filmed in uh, near my hometown. So they filmed the they filmed the, the the man who loved flowers in Greenfield, Indiana, which is a little bit east of Indianapolis. Um, it is the quintessential Stephen King town. It's it is what you. Uh, <laughs> so when I go on road trips, to like when I go to visit my friends. In Evansville, uh, I'll stop by like little small towns uh, to get gas and, and stuff. And like I will think, okay, this is a Stephen King town. This is a small town that seems very much in keeping with the descriptions of all the locations that Stephen King writes about. And Greenfield, Indiana, is the epitome of that. Um, they filmed the Man Who Loved Flowers on along Main Street and some other very interesting locations. And I was actually fortunate enough to be able to go to the set while they were filming, and that was a that was a blast. And and it's it was just fascinating to me. And I'll get into it more when when I play the recordings. Which, by the way, I have interviews with all the cast and crew, as well as Cameron himself, uh, that I'll play here in a minute. But 
just seeing them work together, Cameron assembled this great crew of, of people behind the scenes, behind the camera, in front of the camera, and they just to see them work together, it was so fascinating to me because they were so tight knit, so um, so welcoming of feedback from each other. It was just an incredible experience to just sit there and just be able to watch these people work together for this project that is is going to be amazing. <laughs> um, so if you're if you're not familiar with the man who loved flowers. It's from the Night Shift uh, collection. It is, it's a few pages, just about a man walking down the street uh, in New York City, and there's a Stephen King twist to it. So in talking to Cameron and in talking to the, uh, the crew of the, of the short, um, there are some alterations that are made that are really, really incredible and really kind of speaks to the magic of the Dollar Baby project in that you can take this take this short story that was created by Stephen King, this massive name, and you have enough leeway to make it your own. And the things that, that Cameron um, is is doing to the story is so, so great and, and creative that it makes me very excited to see the finished product and to see what Cameron and um, and the rest of, of his, his friends at five after five productions to see what they, what they come up with in the future, because it's just, it's, it's incredible that Cameron has this dream to be a filmmaker. He's had this dream for a long time and he is pursuing that. And just right, right out of the gate with this first film that he's making is so amazing. It's, uh, it's just really inspiring to see him work together with such a talented crew and cast and do everything. So, so there's, there's a spirit of professionalism and like this, this feeling that, that everyone knows what they're doing and they're doing great work. So, um, anyway, that's, that's the man who loved flowers. I can't wait to see it when it, when it's finished. And, um, yeah, you can find Cameron's work and all of five after five productions at five after five productions.net link is in the show notes. So as I said, I was able to visit the set and, um, and speak with Cameron and his cast and crew. So I'm going to go ahead and roll those interviews now. Um, this first one is the interview with Cameron. Um, we sat down a week after filming completed and we talked about the process and talked about, about his, uh, his approach to, to adapting a Stephen King story and, and, uh, some more information about the shoot and about editing and everything. So without further ado, here is my interview with Cameron Grimm from five after five productions, uh, the writer and director of the man who loved flowers, um, a Stephen King dollar baby project. Today I'm here with Cameron Grimm, the filmmaker behind The Man Who Loved Flowers, a recent Dollar Baby project from Stephen King's Dollar Babies uh, that was filmed in Greenfield. We're actually in Greenfield right now um, to record this episode, like right probably 10 feet away from where one of the victims in the film was were killed. <laughs> was killed um yeah and it's just uh if you hear noise and everything there's there's a lot of stuff going on but uh yeah it's so we have we have cameron here to uh to talk about the experience of of doing uh doing a a film based on stephen king's work and and uh, his first film even 
Um, uh, so yeah, why don't you tell us about about yourself and about Five After Five Productions and everything? And you're, and you're also here with Ricky, who I didn't catch your last name, Connell, Ricky Connell. All right, and uh, Rick Connell. All right. Uh, so yeah, so go ahead and tell us about uh, tell us about uh, Five After Five and how the project came to be. Yeah, I uh, started Five After Five about uh, two years ago, and uh, basically it was something to be able to follow my dreams, uh, bring other people involved that have the same kind of dreams, mm-hmm. and uh, we brought on a great cast and crew to go ahead and do this movie by Stephen King. Uh, we got the contract back in May, uh, sent out and told him that I wanted to do this movie, told him why. I said I like the complex character, I love the mm-hmm. complex story. Uh, two weeks later... In hand, we had contract through the email. Nice. And uh, sent my portion back with one dollar, you know, for the rights. And mm-hmm. uh, he said, you know, we're green lit. Week later. That's fantastic. So uh, yeah, it's been a great experience, and uh, we're very excited to do what we're doing right now. Sweet. And of course, the man who loved flowers was from Stephen King's. I believe it was his first short story collection back in '77. Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. Uh, yep, uh, night shift. Um, it's a it's a quick little four three four page short story, but you definitely and we'll talk more about this in uh, going forward. But uh, you definitely made it your own. You expanded it mm. in some places and definitely uh, made some interesting choices. I was I was fortunate enough to be here for the filming of it um, for at least one of the days, right. and I definitely appreciate you letting me come and, and you know kind of watch you guys work. Absolutely, um, but it's. It was just a really great experience, and in, in seeing the, uh, like we have interviews with the different cast and crew uh, here, but just this location, mm. both in Greenfield and this location in general, the art center, mm. was just really great for for that type of environment for the story that was being told. Um, so, obviously, this has been a dream of yours from for ever yeah, yeah. Um, since I was a little kid yeah yeah and you're, you're finally getting it off the ground and you're finally you're finally pursuing it which is something that is completely uh, incredible and yeah. I'm super uh, <laughs> pleased that, that you're that you're doing it yeah. um, so what made you want to go to this particular project or or how did you come about how did you come to the man who loved flowers all right yeah uh, had a buddy of mine who told me that Stephen King was looking for people, young filmmakers, new uh, people that are even in film school, to be able to do a movie uh, of his in his short films. He had different ones that he wanted done. Uh, so what I did was I went ahead and looked at you know what he wanted and everything like that. And uh, yeah, I just you know I'm a big Stephen King fan. Mm-hmm. So I, I went through a few different books of his and and. Yeah. You know, it's kind of funny you talk about that book that he did and everything mm-hmm. like that that it was in, and uh, that actually took place with the same uh, film for Children of the Corn. It's a very, very oh yeah, it's a very popular book. Oh yeah. Uh, so you know, <laughs> I was very impressed, and you know, maybe that's something we can do in the future. But you know, nice, <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. sweet. And how's the editing going? Because you guys wrapped production. That was at this point, at the time of this recording. Two, three weeks ago? Three weeks ago. Three weeks ago? Yeah, from today. Yeah. Nice. And uh, how how is the shoot and how's how's editing going and everything? Uh, editing's been going pretty well. You know, nice. uh, day one, you know, we've only had one session. We're doing some mm-hmm. stuff, you know, independently on it right now. And, 
you know, I, I put out there that we've been uh, all smiles with what we've had for the most part, mm-hmm. and uh, we're very happy with what we're going to be able to put from this already, from what we can tell. So fantastic, great. And uh, how was the how was the shoot in general? Like, I know that you guys were going to shoot um, at a particular location. If I'm correct me if I'm wrong, uh, for the last uh, on the last day, and then that changed up a little bit. Yeah. Uh, can you expand on that? Yeah, a little bit? yeah, yeah. Uh, we. Uh, filmed here two weekends it's been a great time you know mm-hmm. i want to go there because i'm very appreciative for we talked about greenfield being a great mm-hmm. town and uh you know we've had businesses come through and help us out mm-hmm. and uh, let us uh, shoot in different places but the last uh, weekend that you're talking about the very last shot we were going to shoot mm-hmm. in an apartment itself uh, we did change locations to keep it here in greenfield and yes. uh, it was a great night uh we <laughs> 15 people in a small room we had to shut off the air conditioner and nice. uh, it got really hot in there and uh, <laughs> our uh, our victim was in a sweater underneath a comforter even then so oh, i'm man. sitting there her half the time with mm-hmm. the uh, with the clapper board <laughs> and uh yeah i mean we, we had a lot of fun that night mm-hmm. and then uh, we had one great effect where when he hit her mm-hmm. one of the guys splattered blood in her face in his face and it nice. went all over the room. We, like, oh, we were no. going to keep it control. We had this completely <laughs> done, and it was on the ceiling. It was on the walls. It was on the lampshades and oh, everything. Man. It got on my face. It got everywhere. <laughs> and I'm like, well, that didn't go. But when you look on camera, oh, it's amazing. And nice. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. But uh, That's fantastic. It, it, we spent 45 <laughs> minutes an hour cleaning that all up. And, uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, it was a great scene. We brought on some extra props, you know, and mm-hmm. stuff. Um, one thing I think everybody might look for in future films is in one of my first pictures, we had one of the wind-up clocks. Oh, that, yeah. That ring and everything. Nice. And it said 5 after 5 for our 5 after 5 production. So nice. I put 5 after 5 on the face. I put it on there. So I'm going to put that in every single film going forth someplace Man. so you can look for it. I love that. I love so, that so much. Yeah, a little $9 prop I bought from Walmart. It's probably going to be the most greatest thing we ever had. Nice. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. Um, what was the experience like filming in Greenfield and especially like on Main Street here, which I, I told you this when I came to visit that it's like like the short story. It takes place like, like on New York City street. Mm. And obviously we're in Indianapolis, the greater Indianapolis area. You yeah. can't really go to New York City. But what's amazing is that Greenfield, like it is a perfect like stand in for like the quintessential Stephen King town right. in Stephen King's stories. Mm. And where how did you come about? Like, how did you reach the decision to, oh, let's let's shoot in Greenfield? And how was the experience with with the town? And it's funny that you say that because Bobby Darko, our cinematographer, mm-hmm. Josh, you know, our, our uh, sound guy, you know, they told me they said when I when we drove up in here, this is definitely a Stephen King s city. He would oh, be yeah. very proud to call this, you know, a place he probably would have called a movie and everything like that. Mm-hmm. And I totally agree. It's uh, in one word, it's been surreal. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I grew up in Greenfield from yeah. you know when I was a baby all the way to when I moved to Newcastle when I was eleven. So I spent half my childhood nice. here, and we're filming right now. We're recording this right now there in Riley Days, mm-hmm. which is right outside right now. And uh, yeah. I grew up down there doing nice. the festival, doing the parades, doing the flowers in the Riley. A memorial, and we even ran a booth out here. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I grew up on this downtown street, and yes. what I did was when I was looking around, I said, well, you know, I'm from Newcastle. Let's start at Newcastle, and they've mm-hmm. been doing construction and stuff down there. Oh, That's yeah. not going to happen. Sure. And then, uh, 
you know, I started going around and Google Google Earth. I started <laughs> walking around different downtowns just mm-hmm. trying to get an idea. I'm like, I'm not driving all over the place for it. Yeah. But, but, uh, and this Greenfield sat out, and I took a couple screenshots of what I was looking at. I put it on our secret page that, mm-hmm. uh, with all our casting crew on it. And, you know, I said, this is what I'm looking at. And everybody pretty much agreed with that. Nice. So, uh, this has uh, been it since day one. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've had some sound issues, you know, with construction being shunned down 70 sure. coming down up and down but other than that you know it's it's been wonderful people hanging yes. out of the windows hanging out at grigsby station mm. watching us driving around three <laughs> or four times because they just love what we're doing mm-hmm. and then uh, rick was here with me that one day when we had mm-hmm. the, the different houses and stuff and i mentioned to a few of them i was like yeah we're gonna have some angry homeowners they're gonna mm-hmm. be mad we're out here filming in front of their house sure and from what i've heard they all came out and knew exactly what we were doing that's we're very, amazing very happy that we're doing it and uh yeah i mean it's just what the vibe's been across mm-hmm. greenfield i feel like we're like one of the biggest things going on lately yeah. and, and uh, we haven't had a movie filmed here, I guess, since the mid-'80s. So. Right. So that makes a lot of sense why you know, a lot of people are excited about mm-hmm. what we're doing. Oh, yeah. And there's such, um, there's such a big thing like in the local like, filmmaker community about how you know, Indiana doesn't get like, the tax incentives of like, mm. like, uh, like Georgia and, mm. and, uh, and Pennsylvania, Pittsburgh. Like, they, we don't get that. And it's, it's, it's such a travesty because this, like, the state of Indiana mm. is a great place to shoot to for really anything it's, it's frustrating yeah, yeah very much absolutely and they, they tried to pass a few things on that you know yeah. and it just hasn't gone through yeah. and uh yeah we've watched a few movies here recently and mm-hmm. that georgia thing pops up every time yep and, and uh you know i would love to make it big sometime you know mm-hmm. with this you know going forward and be able to change that for indiana oh you know? absolutely and, and we have some other filmmakers here in our local area one in newcastle mm-hmm. filming Catherine. Mm-hmm. And uh, another one that filmed a, a movie that did very well about uh, Alzheimer's. And we okay. talked about, you know, maybe getting together and working on some stuff, you know, lightly. Awesome. We haven't really went too far into that because we're all busy. But sure. But that's the, that's the dream right now is that, you know, nice. I would like to get big enough to be able to put a studio mm-hmm. in Indiana and change that format where you got Atlanta, you got New York, Chicago, mm-hmm. uh, L.A., Hollywood, and then Canada up in Toronto. Let's change mm-hmm. that. Let's bring something Midwest, oh, something yeah. that people can actually appreciate and look for and love that it's here and not mm-hmm. somewhere else. So. Oh, yeah. It's just that's that's fantastic. And that's such an admirable way to look at it because it's not it's not just one person or anything. It's it's it takes a village. There's there's a whole community of filmmakers, and that's really uh, fantastic to kind of keep that in the in right. in mind. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, and yeah, just Indiana, Indiana, Indianapolis, even just Indianapolis mm-hmm. itself. Like like the very notoriously uh, Fault in Our Stars was filmed in Pittsburgh um, when it was set in Indianapolis. Um, Even wore Pacers jersey in that movie. Yeah. And I think, (laughs) I can't remember if it made it into the the movie, but like the, um, I think it's the Funny Bones at the art museum, I think. Mm. Uh, That's an integral like part of the book. Mm. It's like, they could have shot it here. (laughs) But it's, it's all a whole thing and I think that it's something that would be really great to change just for not only for the state of Indiana and for the area but just for filmmaking in general because you get so many films that are filmed in Toronto and New York Mm. and LA all these places that are just like I know that uh, Christopher Nolan shot The Dark Knight Rises in Pittsburgh as opposed to Chicago because he literally shot as much of Chicago as he could for Gotham City and it's like you know open it up to something like 
here. Yeah, and and I find that Indiana's really cut off the hands and feet of a lot mm-hmm. of filmmakers because we love what we do, mm-hmm. we do what we can, but we can't do too much because we don't have that opportunity like most places do. Right. So you know that's that's the big goal there, mm-hmm. and I you know I think when you come together and you try to prove what you're doing, maybe we can make something different, you know, mm-hmm. change something in the future. Yeah, absolutely. So going back to the man who loved yes. flowers, and also Greenfield because you, you mentioned that Grigsby Station people yeah. were watching, like when you had. Uh, uh, when Jordan, one of the one of the actresses, mm. when she was getting mid- her makeup done, I just mm. I was in there watching, and then like people just from Grigsby's were just like snapping pictures and like looking mm. like it was it was surreal because the makeup the makeup effect was so so gruesome and yeah. so well done yeah. that it was just it was just hilarious to and, see the reactions. And that was her first time doing a movie and everything with the, with the makeup. And mm-hmm. I'm I'm really hoping her confidence comes through on that because oh, she's yeah. done a great job. Oh, and yeah. and you were there, I believe, when we were standing on the corner waiting for that <laughs> yeah. light over and over and over again. It would not change. Right. And that car just stopped and she looked over there and she said, oh my god. Yeah. And then they just took off. You know, it's like <laughs> that's exactly what we're going for. It was well, great. And we brought the hammer out. We brought mm-hmm. the bigger hammer and uh, <laughs> the first first victim was like, oh, my God. The next one was like just stunned, you know, mm-hmm. and then that's what we we're going for. So uh, yeah. these these are key things that we look mm-hmm. at and we see that, you know, it's going to tell us what an audience is probably going to be able to do. Right. And as I told my cast and crew, you know, when we were doing this, I said, you know, we are a team. Don't just go mm-hmm. off of what I want to do. If you see something different, you see a better idea. I said, if I like if I'm the only person that likes something and 900 people don't like it, more than likely 9,000 people are not going to like it and 1,000 are going to like it. So right. Let, let's do what we're going to do best with the project and let's make something great. So. Nice. Now, the day after I visited the set mm. um, was the last day of filming. Yes. And you guys filmed a filmed at a baseball yes. diamond. How did, how did that go? Because I know that you had a ton of extras and a ton yeah. of people that there. Was, that was a very difficult thing at first because they have so many diamonds there and what we mm. were looking for, we wanted to find the best uh, best look, but uh, Greenfield Baseball Youth, there, uh, they were great. They turned on nice. the lights for us. They opened up the bathrooms and everything. And what we did was we had so many kids there. We mm-hmm. had uh, put out a casting call. We had people from my work that brought their kids out there. We had nice. the local theater that let some uh, had some kids come out that way. Uh, we had an all-star team that was playing from Greenfield that actually was in the baseball diamond next to us that came out and was extras and signed their papers and everything. And uh, nice. they're they're a great team. I mean, they they did some turns that we got on video, you know, with the ball and everything like that. And uh, our crew had a great time. Uh, we got some That's aerial amazing. shots of the drone. We uh, nice. uh, Bobby Darko was running mm-hmm. after people down going home, you know, and it was kind of funny. Uh, we were on third watching the guy go home. And all of a sudden, he just takes off the camera after him, and here's me and Sound just standing back at third base like, uh, we didn't know he was going to run. <laughs> and... Uh, but, you know, it's going to be a great shot, you know. Oh, and, yeah. uh, for about 20 minutes, we just sat out there and let them play, and we just filmed it all. And uh, nice. we got every extra that we wanted that we could, uh, that I could most, you know, I sent an email in some kind of form saying, hey, you know, I want to include as many people in this as I could. Mm-hmm. And I said, we have a baseball scene. We could have people out there in the stands. Uh, you know, cheering and everything, and you know, we like to have you here. And we had a lot of people in the stands too on both sides. That's fantastic. So, uh, yeah, uh, somebody told me, you know, a few of my crew members were kind of surprised how many people they were expecting to have a few people out there, and then mm-hmm. they saw all this out there. So, uh, amazing, amazing day. That's fantastic. Yeah. That's uh, that's really great um, because I know that like if you had like just a small amount of people, you would have to kind of kind of fake it. 
to make it look look mm. look bigger, and not, like you can always kind of tell when that's when that's when that's done. Mm. But that's that's fantastic. Oh, yeah. yeah, and so you did alter the or you you adapted the the short uh, the short story yeah, based um, upon the, the story yes. of thinking, <laughs> yeah. not the story, of right? Yeah. Which is great. Like that's that's the best way to do it, especially mm. with the short stories, because like this one in particular, it leaves so much so much open to to putting your own your own spin right. on it. And so, how did you kind of tackle that from a, from a writing perspective and from from right. planning it out? So, yeah, reading the story, uh, I love the story. You know, mm-hmm. uh, we go through it, and there's some holes in it. I think that's mm-hmm. about the same with any kind of movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, my main thing that I really wanted to focus on with this project was we're not in New York City. We're in Greenfield. Right. Uh, we're not back in the '60s here in Vietnam. Mm-hmm. We're in present day. Uh, so the story had to be as close as possible mm-hmm. as it could. We had to change a few words. We had to change a few scenes. Uh, there were two women outside a laundromat. Okay. Uh, two, two people outside a laundromat that were uh, uh, smoking, and that mm-hmm. just doesn't fly anymore. And right. like that. Uh, you know, there were people playing quarters. That didn't really work out anymore. Mm-hmm. They don't really pitch quarters anymore, or nickels, right. or whatever they called it back then. And then stickball, so that's why we changed it to baseball. So, you know, we we kept it as close as possible as we could, and then uh, I had to add a few scenes, you know, like sure. uh, what happened to Norma, you know, where does that mm-hmm. come through, why is he actually doing this? We added some uh, extra stuff on the radio, said there were five people that had already been killed by the killer. Mm-hmm. We wanted to... Uh, kind of give a little bit of what happened to each one of those people and we kind of changed the story a little bit for each killer and then uh, i threw a twist in at the end and yeah. the credits so everybody needs to kind of wait for the end mm-hmm. of that to see what happens there and i have a buddy that has almost every book signed by stephen king and i let him take a look at that and he said this is actually a twist that might actually make him want to write a sequel of what oh yeah happens down the road yeah you but, told me about that yeah. it's it's yeah. it's great yeah it's so great. i'm really really excited about that and mm-hmm. maybe that'll come through and everything mm-hmm. but yeah. sure so uh i think we're getting kind of shoved out of here a little yeah. bit yeah but uh just to kind of wrap up a little bit um first of all thank you for your time and mm-hmm. for 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 letting me visit the set and everything and uh being so gracious with your time yeah. um where can we find five after five productions and what's the time frame for for when you when we may be able to see the man who loved flowers uh time frame's kind of up in the air right now it all mm-hmm. depends on editing and everything sure. and this guy beside me which i'm sure you're going to get in a few minutes on but uh mm-hmm. for the music and everything mm-hmm. we're here but uh, you can find us uh, on Facebook. Uh, you can search Five After Five Productions, or it's actually facebook.com backslash Five After Five Productions. You can find us on the new website right now. It's still kind of being built, but uh, mm-hmm. Five After Five Productions.net. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, you name it. We're out there. So Perfect. Yeah, we're on the, uh, you can check the website for those as well. Mm-hmm. So. Sweet. All right. Well, yeah, thanks once again. Uh, check out Cameron's work and check out every, everything. Uh, everything in the show notes as well and uh once again thank you so much and congratulations on 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 completing the the shoot and uh and best of luck in the future thank you all right and thank you once again to cameron for letting me letting me bug you guys on the set and uh letting letting me uh kind of just nerd out and and uh watch you guys work uh, it was a blast and it was it, he's such a down-to-earth guy and everyone in the 
in the crew was so down to earth and friendly that I was very very happy with my experience there. And uh, also when I <laughs> when I uh, visited the set, I was definitely wearing a Stephen King shirt. Um, it felt it felt appropriate. Um, so yeah, so now I'm going to go ahead and play the uh, interviews that I had with all the cast and crew that was there. I interviewed a couple of the actors as well as the makeup department and uh, the the cinematographer and sound uh, guy, also the uh, composer for the score and and some other people. Just uh, yeah, I'm gonna just go ahead and play that and uh, enjoy. Okay, and uh, could you go ahead and just uh, give me your your name and then where you're from and then some information about yourself? Yeah, my name is Chris Abel, and uh, I live in McCordsville, Indiana. And I was uh, cast uh, for the film uh, to be the actual flower man, the one that sold the flowers on The Man Who Loved Flowers. Nice. Yeah, I'm really, really blessed to be able to do that. Nice, that's awesome. And uh, and yeah, so have you? Are, are you like a local actor, or have you had any other acting experience, or anything, anything like that, or was this just kind of a spur of the moment thing for you? Uh, I've been acting about three and a half years now. I've uh, been involved in uh, probably about twenty uh, independent feature films, and then I've done some TV and also some um, different. Uh, like web series type uh, acting and stuff like that, and uh, and I really enjoy it. But about three and a half years I've been doing it. Well, that's awesome. That's a, definitely a lot of uh, credits to accrue in, in uh, three years. So that's that's definitely fortunate for you. Um, what attracted you to to this particular uh, film, and, and what uh, what attracted you to to taking this role, and, and how did you get into the mindset of a flower salesman? <laughs> well, I'll be honest with you. I mean, you know, when you when you put in for a film, you know, the director cast you for what he wants, you know, the casting director for what really he wants sure. you to do. But what really brought me to that was when I saw the, the, the casting call announcement was a Stephen King. I mean, come on, you know, Stephen King, that's like, you know, his all his stories are like, you know, top of the line there. So so I put in for it, and then uh, I got picked to be the flower man. So, you know, any role you can get in any film as an actor, you'll take it, you know. And, uh, or at least I will anyway. And, and I, I really enjoyed it. I mean, it's been a good, it's going to be a good film. Glad to be part of it. Nice. That's awesome, and it's definitely uh, it's definitely what attracted me to it because I saw the article about it being one of the one of Stephen King's Dollar Baby projects, and uh, Stephen King is obviously I'm a huge fan of Stephen King, and just started a podcast about Stephen King, so it's it's definitely something that I was attracted to. So I definitely uh, reached out and, and wanted to make sure I was here and, and see what see what was going on and kind of take a look at the production and everything um having said that are you are you how familiar are are you with uh, stephen king's work and do you have like uh have, have you read any of his work do you have a favorite uh, adaptation or, or book or anything like that well I, I really like just about everything he's done and uh and a lot of the work that he has done i, I believe it or not i watch it over and over mm-hmm. and to try to hone my skills as an actor and uh but his involvement and in everything is just you know, you have to like that kind of genre, you know what I'm saying? And which I do. And I just, you know, I mean, everything he's done to me has been, you know, fantastic. So that's why I'm really happy to be part of it. Nice. That's great. And uh, and how has the shoot been so far and everything? And, and how's how's uh, how's the whole production and everything been so far? This is the second weekend you guys have been working? Yeah, this is the second weekend of doing the shoot. Uh, I did all of my scenes last weekend. And it, uh, you know, went very, very well. And, and I've had a good time doing it. And all the other actors and the cast and crew are just just fabulous. And uh, 
And I tell you what, though, being an actor, I got to give a, a big shout out to my wife. You know, oh, yeah, yeah, because she helps me go over my lines and all that, and, and helps me get ready for the for the movies and stuff that I get cast in. So a big shout out to Lisa. You know, <laughs> she makes this happen for me. Oh, that's that's terrific. That's fantastic that you have that that support and everything, and that's something that's definitely needed when you're when you're doing uh, work like this in any kind of creative field for sure. Um, have you ever been like to Greenfield or are you familiar with Greenfield in, in general? Cause I know that kind of, this is my first time coming to Greenfield and, um, uh, while I was driving through like down main street that we're, we're in front of here, I just thought like, this is, this is a Stephen King town. Like this is so, this is so, uh, so what I would imagine like a Stephen King story to be set in. So have you, do you have any experience in Greenfield or any, uh, any, uh, background with, with Greenfield? Well, pretty much, uh, either once or twice, uh, or once or every two weeks, me and my wife meet, you know, her sister and we come out to the restaurants here and eat. It is a cute little town. Mm-hmm. And my, uh, my granddaughter, she's an actress and also a singer and she was taking singing and music lessons here. So yeah, I've got some, uh, connectivity with Greenfield. It's a very nice town just to come and visit and sit out on the main street you know and um, you know have a coke or a beer or something like that i mean it's just a beautiful little town oh absolutely i definitely i definitely got that impression just coming uh coming down here and, and seeing it i'm from from speedway so uh that's a, i mean that's a nice little town but it has you know that giant racetrack there that kind of makes it a little less quaint than than it could otherwise be but uh but yeah greenfield seems just beautiful and 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 uh and great uh so talking about your your acting um your acting uh credits and everything and and uh your background with that what what got you into acting and what got you to to take the plunge to start going out for for uh for projects and everything well, really what happened was uh, I did 30 years in the military, then another 11 and a half as a Department of Defense civilian. So when I moved up here, a friend of mine invited me to give a motivational speech. And when I did, I also, one of the people in the speech sent me a, uh, a free thing to go eat at the Maggiano's. Well, me and my wife had just moved up from Miami, so we didn't know what Maggiano's was. So we were looking at the actual menu and what they had online what they had to eat and stuff like that and we saw where there was a link to put in to be like for a um, detective dinner there okay i told my wife said hey look you know we can go over there and you know be in the show and at the same time get a free meal and stuff so be pretty good get a little bit of money in our pocket nice. well when i clicked on the link and then i saw this other thing it talked about uh, chicago fire Okay. So I said, well, you know what? Let me put in. The, I start off as an extra. I said, let me put in for Chicago Fire. Wow. And then the next thing I know, Chicago Fire. And then I did a couple things on Chicago PD and wow. Med. And then I went down to um, uh, Atlanta and did Rectify. Oh, really? Played upscale businessman there. And then it just kind of, you know, just kind of, hey, Chris, can you do this? Can you do that? And, uh, you know, and, and going to the websites to help you. You know, you got to go there and find it and put in all your information, your pictures and stuff. Yeah. And then it just kind of snowballed, you know? Nice. That's amazing. And, you I mean, obviously, you've, you've got to travel for it, uh, going down to, to uh, so many different places. I would assume that Chicago Fire is filmed in Chicago, I'm going to Chicago guess. Fire, Med, and PD, they're all uh, filmed up in Chicago at Cinespace. Okay. So nice. And there's some locations where you shoot out on the street. You sure. Know? But it, it was a good experience. Yeah. You know, and uh, I enjoyed it. It was really good. Nice. Do you prefer the uh, the work of, of working on TV, or do you prefer like working for independent films? And, and uh, do you see much of a difference between the two uh, between the two jobs, or is it just kind of like show up, do your scenes, and 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 and, uh, and get your paycheck? Well, I, I don't see a whole lot of difference. Not really. You know, I mean, you're standing there, you got your lines in your head, and you got the other actors there, and you know they say action, you make it happen. <laughs> I mean, you know. Uh, 
whether it's where because the film is done the same way whether it's going to be on the big screen or it's going to be on tv screen doesn't really affect the actor you you know what you're supposed to do you know your lines and you do your scenes Mm -hmm. so but you know i enjoy it both it's really great Nice, that's fantastic. And uh, what about some of the independent film work you've done? Uh, uh, do, you, uh, do you have anything that you that you've done lately that that we could maybe see? Uh, most of them, believe it or not, it takes a lot longer for a film to actually get out, completed and to get out there. And uh, matter of fact, on four November, there's going to be a um, uh, a film that uh, me and my granddaughter were both in. It's called The Promise. And that's in uh, Terre Haute, Indiana. So that will have a little premiere and, you know, a little red carpet walk. And that's in Terre Haute on 4 November. And, of course, the family's going to come because me and the grandbaby's in it. But uh, we're doing that. And then um, some of the other ones are still in. They're not finished yet. Sure. You know, it takes them a long time. But there should be several of them coming out. That's fantastic. Yeah. And uh, so your granddaughter, did she was she getting into acting before you got into acting? Or did you did you influence her to, to, to take the step toward that? Or was it vice versa? Or how did that work out? Well, she's really my little buddy. You know, we do, we do a lot of stuff together. And uh, so I, I said, hey, let's, we got this film thing. You want to go do that? And she goes, yeah, I'll do it, Grandpa. And then, we, you know, and then it just kind of went something that fits her. And it, you know, I mean, because you got to fit the role. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we've done, uh, I think she's got eight credits now in IMDb, and, uh, and before long she should have nine. And, you know, and she, she, it's our time together, you know, and, then, and I just enjoy it being with her and all that. But uh, Sadie's really, you know, she's my little buddy, and we go out and we do films together and all that, you know. Nice. That's fantastic. And uh, and it's great because, it, like, in the Indianapolis area and Indiana as a whole, like, there's there's kind of a big drive to try to get, uh, like, tax breaks and stuff for filming in, in Indiana. Like, a big, a big point of controversy was uh, a couple years ago when The Fault in Our Stars came out. Like, that novel is set in Indianapolis, but they shot, and, and it includes, like, scenes that are at, like, the art museum. And they had to shoot it in Pittsburgh because the production got better tax breaks but to film in Pittsburgh. And so... There's been a big campaign and a big push to try to get uh, tax breaks to come back for filming in Indiana. And, I mean, just judging from just, like, Greenfield itself uh, in different locations around Indiana, I think there's, like, this... there's this uh, preconceived idea that Indiana is just oh it's all farmland and 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 racetracks and stuff, but uh, but it has so much to so much that can be filmed and it's it's uh, such a great like area and there's such a great uh, creative energy to to like the uh, the lo- local industry. Um, so, so how do you feel about that? Do you do you agree? I guess that's kind of a loaded question, but uh, but yeah, how do you how do you feel about the local film scene of of Indi- Indianapolis and the greater central indiana area well it's it's middle america you know i mean there's there's you got indianapolis which is a city and believe it or not you do have the racetrack which could be used in a film Mm -hmm. and it it has been years ago they made a film called winning uh and you got the small town and and then you you got the country and uh there was even a a a film that me and sadie participated in in indiana a small town and it's called uh, fleshing out and that should be coming out and that's by julie long was the director and uh so i mean there's a lot of stuff you can do in indiana it's it's wide open i mean you got the country you got the small town and you do have the city factor and and uh, they even got done uh shooting a movie in columbus indiana and it's called columbus Mm -hmm. you know and uh so you know there you could do a lot in indiana Absolutely, and I'm very, I'm very much looking forward to seeing Columbus also because that's uh, that's going to be at uh, Heartland Film Festival, and that's another thing that Indiana has going for it is that there's a lot of like nice like local like film festivals and things that are that are kind of 
growing into uh, bigger things like there's Indie Film Fest, Hardland Film Festival, and uh, different things like that. So, um, yeah, and I'd, I'd forgotten about Columbus until you mentioned that. But, but yeah, they, uh, yeah, it's it's definitely a great area to be in, and I I'm sure that the film industry of the local areas is definitely uh, definitely growing and expanding. Um, so where can people find you, like, online? Do you have, like, an online presence or, like, a, a website or anything? Uh, pretty much. I just, you know, I got all my stuff on IMDb. Mm-hmm. Chris Abel, A-B-E-L, I-M-D-B. And then, of course, my granddaughter's on there, too, Sadie Abel, A-B-E-L, I-M-D-B. And uh, I don't have, like, a big website following sure. all that. You know, I just, <laughs> you know, I, I enjoy being on set and doing it. You know, greatest word in the world is action, you know. <laughs> and then you get to do your thing. But, yeah, I mean, it's great. I have a good time with it. Nice. Well, that's fantastic, and uh, and yeah, thank you so much for uh, chatting with me. And uh, and uh, you said you finished up all of your scenes last week. Is that correct? Last week, I finished all my scenes up. Great, great. So we'll just wait and see what happens. Yep, my granddaughter f- uh, finished hers too. She's in this oh, too. Yeah? Oh, Sadie's nice. in this one also. Yes. That's fantastic. That's great. Uh, well, I'm looking forward to seeing to seeing it when when it gets uh, gets completed, and I'm looking forward to uh, to you know seeing more of your work and everything. All right then. Well, hey, have a great day. Thank, Thank you, you too. Thank you. I appreciate it. Bye. Um, why don't you just tell us uh, your name and uh, where you're from and your role in the in the film here? Okay. Uh, my name is Christian Conjure. I am from Indianapolis, and I am playing the young man who is the killer in the young man who loves or the the man who loves flowers, not the young man, right. but the man who loves flowers. Nice, nice. Well, I just watched you guys uh, shoot a couple of scenes here, and it's it looks like it's coming along really well. It's looking looking really great. And uh, and I was talking to uh, Chris, who who uh, played the flower guy, uh-huh. and uh, I was telling him about how just Greenfield just looks like you stepped into a Stephen King story, yes. and it's just it's really it's really great that uh, that this uh, production is. Seems to be going so well. How how do you uh, how do you like how it's going? And, and this is the second weekend of shooting. How how's it going for you? And how do you how do you come about uh, getting the role and everything? Uh, it's been going really well. Um, I will say it's very long, but the end product is going to be really well, be, be really good. Um, what I did was it was from a Facebook uh, ad. You, you, they have Facebook pages about uh, auditions and stuff, and I was like, "Oh, this sounds interesting." And then, uh, obviously, the Stephen King title is what was very enticing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, you know, why not? Why not try it out? And I did, and here we are now. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic! And uh, how long have you been acting? And, and have you been acting in anything in the in the local uh, scene here that that people would have maybe seen? I've been acting for maybe four years. Uh, I'm more of a theater guy. This is my first time doing anything film. Uh, I do a lot of stuff downtown at Footlight. I've done Bob Harbin Productions. Uh, I've done uh, Mud, or not Mud Creek, Buck Creek Productions. And uh, theater all around Indianapolis. But this is my first time doing an actual film in front of camera acting style. Very cool. Footlight, that's more musical stuff. Are it you is. a musical guy? I am a musical guy. Nice. Yep, I was. The, I did uh, Spam a lot, the musical there, and I played Sir Lancelot. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. Yep, I had to get stripped down and wear a big bedazzled codpiece. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, how do you feel the transition is going from, from theater productions to film production? Uh, it's very interesting, and the, you know, there's pros and cons, but something I do love about it is there's, there's the option to... To take your time, go over a scene, and and really go in depth with it. With 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 theater, you're working on it for months and months and months. But with film, you're the day of, you run it, you run it so many times, and through those so many times, you kind of develop. Oh, this you know, this is how it works. This is what the character should be doing. This is what you know, interacting with with the elements that are there, and it's it's very in the spot, and that's what I love about it. It's very challenging, 
and a theater, you know, having a theater background, everything's big. You know, you, you have to be very over dramatic on stage. Yeah. And I think it's a lot easier to tone it down than to have to go bigger. So I do take that in consideration. I love that I have that background and that experience to know. Don't go this big, but just go like the, you know we already we can see you up close on the camera. We don't have to see you fifty feet away in an audience. <laughs> right. So, so there are no takes of you just just screaming your lines. <laughs> good, good. Uh, so, um, so yeah, this is obviously based on the Stephen King uh-huh. short story from his Night Shift collection. Uh, do you have any any history with Stephen King? Do you read? Have you read any of his books? Seen any of the adaptations? And what kind of prep work did you do to get into the the role of the man who loved flowers? Uh, actually, as a kid, I was a huge fan of the the it movie or like it was, I think it was like a TV series or yeah. something um, but when, when I watched it it was just a, a VHS movie mm-hmm. um, and I was for some it terrified me but I loved it I, I'm, I mean I was like six or seven years old and I would, I would watch it for some reason <laughs> um, and, and actually watching the new It movie brought in a lot of inspiration because the young man uh, he has this quality that's you know he's a great guy but there's just something about him and it's very it's I mean in a snap he goes nuts and you know, taking that, taking the actually the the new it movie from for inspiration and American Psycho as well. Oh, nice! Uh, I love the Christian Bale adaption of that, and I think it's very interesting. I took I took a lot of that into consideration when trying to be a little crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, like the the subtlety of craziness is something that I find very interesting <laughs> instead of going over the top. Right. So. Well, that's definitely terrifying to hear. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so how has the production been? And, and I think I already asked that. But uh, what kind of um, – how, how have you uh, felt about the production so far? And how do you feel about the, the cast and crew and everything? That I'm asking with them around. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, we're going to have to keep it very Uh <laughs> No, it's very cool. Uh, again, being from a theater background, I know a lot of theater people from Indianapolis. This is my first time meeting what I consider the film people of mm-hmm. Indianapolis. Uh, so it's been very interesting and a really, really great group of people, very, very talented. Uh, I was actually thinking about this last night. Um, these, these people, are, they love what they do, and you can tell by, by what they do uh, on the set. And it's very inspiring. It's, it keeps you in the motion. It makes you want to act more, do more for the scene, and it, it's it's it's. I'm hungry, and these people are feeding me. And I love it. I love it. That's great. And just watching the takes, just seeing the the different uh, inputs that people, like the suggestions and everything mm-hmm. has, it just seems like you guys work so well together to just say, like, oh, why don't you do it this way? Oh, yeah, well, we'll yeah. try that. And it's just, it's really nice to see that kind of setting for for this particular set and, and uh, seeing that the production is going so yeah. well and everything. Um, so how do you feel about wielding a hammer and and uh, uh, murdering people. <laughs> well, to be honest, it, my, my arms, it gets sore, <laughs> which is really, I didn't think would ever happen. I'm, I mean, I'm a noodle anyways. I'm not very strong. Um, but it, it does take a little bit. Of, I, I got to stretch out the shoulder. You know, sure. you got to, it's, it's our, our, we'll call it like the hero hammer is, is very heavy. It's very heavy. Uh, so we got to work it out. Um, but it's, it's, it's fun. And uh, a hammer is, it's a good tool to kill people with. Yeah. So... I uh, I would agree, but I don't want to put anything out there. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so did you read any? Uh, did you read the short story before beforehand? beforehand? I did read the, the short story because uh, a lot of people aren't familiar with that with that yeah. Stephen King story. Um, so I was like, oh, you know, I'll check it out. I'll, you know, read it, and I loved it. And something that I loved about what we're doing is it's branching out a little bit more. We're not we're not going away from the story but we're branching out to kind of create a little bit more substance because it is a short story so you, you know Stephen King can only fit so much or he only wanted wanted to fit so much um, but we're adding a lot of depth to the character a lot of uh, 
a lot of background, and, and Norma has become more of a character now, too. Instead of just being his wife that is his first victim, it's this is oh, someone who, who he cherished, someone that he loved, and uh, I think there's a lot of connection that viewers will have to that. That's awesome. And, yeah, reading reading the short story last night, that's one of the things that's so cool about this Dollar Baby program mm-hmm. that, that Stephen King does is that it basically is – I mean, it's, it's a very brief story, mm-hmm. like four pages, yeah. and then there's enough there to just, like, really just yeah. push it and, and, and really expand it. And it yeah. seems like you guys are doing that really well um, with this. Um, uh, yeah, it's it looks, uh, looks really good. <laughs> Um, do you have like an online presence at all, or anywhere that people can people can find you? Just just Facebook and Instagram, just Christian Condra. Um, that's about it. I don't have a website, uh, none of that. But yep, social media. Perfect. All right. Well, thank you so much for chatting with me, and uh, and yeah, I'm looking forward to to checking out the checking out the film when it comes out, and and seeing you murder more people. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. I no problem. It. Thank you. All right. So why don't you start off by just uh, introducing yourself, saying your, saying your name and what your what your role in the production is. Uh, I am Bobby. I am the cinematographer. Uh, Josh, sound mixer. Nice. So uh, how do you guys? How have you guys liked the production so far? And how how's the production been going? Uh, I've been uh, interviewing some of the actors, and this is the second weekend you guys have been doing it. And how's how's it going so far? How do you feel about the uh, the man who loved flowers? I think it's been going great. Uh, we've been getting a lot of great shots. Uh, Cameron's a great director, so I mean, he really has a good vision for it, and I'm glad to be a part of it. So, yeah, the um, town's been very uh, helpful, I guess, kind of lending hands here and there and feeding us. So it's always helpful. Nice, yeah, and I see that you guys are working in the art center today, and it's it's a nice like it's a nice location to just kind of have a nice kind of. Uh, like the hallway that you guys are shooting in is kind of it's off of the main entrance but it's kind of it has this seclusion to it that's kind of it's it's perfectly suited for this type of this yeah. type of shot <laughs> All locations are very authentic and that's what i like about it is it is an actual small midwest town so nice. i think it's great like you say with the secluded uh the way it feels secluded um and even just the art just looking at some of the artwork and you just this particular piece you just feel the emptiness from it so I, I think it plays great with the characters um especially with christian you know just ripping it apart so i, th- I think he's doing great i think it's all fitting the moral of the story and things like that so nice yeah and the particular painting that's being that's being used in the in the shot is like i'm getting my first like real close look at it and it's kind of cool because there's a lot of like shadows to it that's that's making it a little ominous and i think that's going to come across really well in the in the in the film um so have you guys worked on any other films or like are you guys all uh have you guys worked together before or uh how how's how's your history with the local uh, indianapolis film scene gone Yes, uh, with the Indianapolis film scene, it's for me, I have met a lot of people. I've been grateful uh, to meet people like Josh, who has brought me aboard on different projects, uh, who has definitely just played a major impact in me getting out there and meeting a lot of more people who are doing film. Uh, I mean, just a phenomenal guy on sound, scoring, just different things like that. So I'm very thankful for the people that I've met uh, doing this, so it's been a, a great journey, and it's one that's still growing. So that's awesome. That's awesome. How about you? Uh, yeah, I like it. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Bobby's great. Uh, we've worked on 
so many films together at this point, and it's only been about a year, so... That's amazing, yeah. Uh, so, what attracted you guys to like to like doing like cinematography or doing sound? Uh, like, what was your what was like what was your push toward toward uh, taking up that part of the filmmaking process? Well, I started with mu- <clears throat> well, I started with music videos, and it was just this urge to to do storytelling and just tell a story. And, and from that point, I, I always had a love for movies and film, and so. That I feel like that passion was always there, mm-hmm. uh, and just getting the jump with doing videos, and it was like, you know what, I kind of want to transition into doing films, and so we did our first short film, mm-hmm. uh, Fallen Shadows. Well, that was my first one that I actually directed, okay. and like I said, Josh really pushed the urge. He really believed in the project, and it really helped me to get this vision out, so... Uh, that was pretty much my transition and how I got started into doing like short films and you know obviously working our way up to doing features and different things like that. So it's been a phenomenal process for me. Nice, great. How about you? Uh, pretty much the same. I've always loved video or movies and um, love music. So I kind of bridged that gap by doing that stuff. I guess sound sound work. I kind of just fell backwards into. I guess just because. Uh, quite synonymous so right does it uh, get really tiring ho- holding the boom because i was like watching i was getting exhausted just watching you <laughs> no it's not that heavy it's, okay. it's, it's more just the awkward angles mm-hmm. that you know but nice, nice. okay and are you uh are you going to be scoring this as well or is no i don't okay no, unfortunately not okay gotcha yeah, i do a lot of scores for several different kinds of film mostly horror or mm-hmm. uh, some sort of suspense drama but so nice yeah <laughs> and uh how do you guys feel about the local like indianapolis like central indiana like like film scene because uh, i know that it's been it's been kind of growing or at least i've been getting more into spectating it obviously because i'm just yeah. uh just a podcaster but um how do you feel about the kind of local scene and how how uh how the community is uh i think it's a growing community Obviously, it needs it needs more work, uh, but it's definitely one that is growing, and and I definitely see potential. Uh, but it's going to take all of us filmmakers and people like you coming together and just really getting it out there. I think that's more so what the Indianapolis film community needs. Uh, and like I said, it's 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 a growing, and it's a process. It just doesn't happen overnight, so it is a process, and and. Things like this is what helps us bridge this gap between, you know, people not knowing about the, the mm-hmm. film community here in Indianapolis. Because some people don't know that it's people like us here. And right. So uh, I, I just think that working on projects like this and our own projects and just getting out there, meeting different people, working with different, different people, collaborating, that's what it's all about. So, uh, yeah. I think that's what the filmmaking community needs. Nice, yeah, I agree. And I was telling, I was telling Christian that when uh, just watching you guys set up and everything and, and shoot it, it's just so fluid. Just how how nice you guys seem to work together, and how like oh, throwing out suggestions and like there's no, there seemed to be no like friction or anything or anything like that. You guys are all kind of working together to to get this to get this completed and 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 the in the best possible way. And that's just a really refreshing way to see creative people working together in such a 
such a nice and, and uh, effective way. Um, and the shot looks like it came out really well too. So that was that was definitely cool to see. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. I absolutely agree with that. I mean, it does need a lot of work still, but uh, working in the New York, New York or LA on those bigger sets, it's a lot more of a job mm-hmm. for people. So I mean, here it's a lot more passion, I suppose. People are doing it mostly for either free or you know uh, back end back. So. Sure. And then uh, finally, do you guys have any background with Stephen King? Do you guys have you guys read any of his novels or seen any of his any of his adaptations? And do you have a favorite one or anything? Well, my favorite. Uh, what was it? Rose Red. Uh, Red. Oh, yeah. yeah, that was one of my favorite. And then obviously the classic Ed. That mm-hmm. that's another one of my favorites. Uh, yeah. So that's pretty much my favorite from the Stephen King collection. Nice. How about you? I wouldn't say I'm the biggest Stephen King fan, but I am a fan of um, like Misery. I really enjoyed that, and I like a lot of the concepts that people come up with. And I know, I mean, it it takes some balls to make a Stephen King film because he's very particular and very, yeah. uh, for lack of a better term, whiny about it. And <laughs> he will complain if he, it, you know, if it doesn't fit exactly the way he wants it to. So. Yeah, exactly. Like one of the prime examples is. Kubrick's The Shining is like yeah. one of the best movies ever made, and he just hates it. Like, he hates it so much. yeah. So, so much the fact that he made the uh, remake with Stephen Weber, yeah. <laughs> which made me laugh. Yeah, yeah. I, it's cheesy, but as a purist, I, I like that it followed the book a little closer. Yeah, no, but it was a but different yeah. film. Yeah, you know, it was oh, a yeah. different different story. I mean, so Kubrick kind of just littered The Shining with a bunch of middle fingers to King and. Mm-hmm. They hated each yeah. other the whole time filming it, and we uh, we always wanted to do a short, uh, just a skit of um, Stanley Kubrick getting drunk, called by King while making The Shining. Just <laughs> thought that'd be really funny. To uh, that would be great. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Great. All right. Well, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, thank you guys so much for chatting with me. Is there anywhere like we can we can find you online or anything? Any oh, presence yeah. online? Oh yeah. Well, my Instagram and Facebook is uh, Bobby Darko. That's two B's, two E's, and Darko as well. Or if you want to check out a lot of my work, you can go to Innovative Illusions. That's on Facebook and Instagram as well. That's a Z at the end of Illusions. Perfect. And of course, I'll put the links to all these all these in the show notes of the episode. Anywhere we can find your work. Uh, just Facebook, really. I'm Josh Beck. Uh, a lot of a lot of YouTube videos, just links and stuff like that. But I don't actually have a website or anything like that. Perfect. So. Great. Well, thank you guys so much for chatting with me, and good luck with the rest of the shoot. And looking forward to seeing it. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. All right. So why don't you give me your name and what your role is in the in the film? Uh, my name is Christian Griffith, and uh, I am behind the scenes. Nice, nice, uh, great. Uh, yeah, how do you feel the production's going, and how, how do you how do you feel about uh, the man who loved flowers? It's going really well. Um, I heard the uh, the story of the man who loves flowers, and um, it was like really tragic. But but now what they're doing with it, it's like uh, you're you're seeing more of a backstory of the character, and you're like getting a psychological depth, and it's just like. Um, uh, I never really expected uh, doing a part of a horror film, but um, but of course someday I was wanting to just like it in my own uh, in my own way. But it's like but working with this it just gives us so much opportunity, and um, 
and uh, the people here is just absolutely amazing. Just um, just like everybody in their own backgrounds, uh, they they are all um, professional and love what they exactly what they do, and uh, and through this, I believe that uh, everyone will find their uh, their own success through it. Nice, yeah. It seems like it's been a, a really cool production. Very, very uh, uh, communal. Like everyone's been. It seems like everyone there's a sense of camaraderie among everyone oh, yeah. in the crew and everything. And it seems like it's going really well. Um, so you said that you don't really see yourself doing much much horror or anything. Mm-hmm. Do you? Uh, what's your history with like with like working in in film well, and production? M- mainly, like I, I want to do like uh, fulfill every type of genre in its own creative way that tells uh, the truth in, in, in so many different ways as possible. But, uh, like, I might do uh, maybe two horror films or some t- in my life, like when I'm, like, maybe 40 or 30. Sure. Probably 30. <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> uh, have, like, have you uh, been involved in the local uh, film uh, filmmaker scene uh, for much for long, or is this, like, your first kind of outing? Uh, this is like well probably my second time on like uh, p- other people's productions okay. and uh, like last time it was I was just helping uh, assisting everything just mm-hmm. by giving people drinks and stuff like that nice. and so uh, she let me use her camera and so I just started taking pictures and so I did behind the scenes for them uh, and then and then uh, I got contact with this guy and he automatically started opening up to me. And he automatically wanted me to uh, be, be behind the scenes guy without actually meeting me. So that that was <laughs> uh, that was an amazing thing. Very and cool. So, uh, try to remember the question again. Oh, you're fine. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. No, I remember now. Okay. All right. So, but uh, but mainly like I do my own little uh, short films at home. But it's like not I'd never done like an actual uh, short film. But it's like turned out to be like sequences to be a promo for an actual short film I'm doing. Sure. And, but, um, right now I'm just collecting stories from people and then creating my own stories, dreaming of stories. And then I'm going to, uh, use that when the time that I'm able to. Very cool. Very cool. And I've seen some of the behind the scenes shots that have been taken throughout the production. It's, I mean, they look good and it's, oh, it's, oh, yeah. Oh yeah. And just, uh, everything seems like it's going really well and, and, uh, and really great. Um, do you have any, like, background with Stephen King? Do you, do you read any of his stories, or have you seen any of his no, adaptations? I, I've seen a lot of his movies, which currently today I just watched one of his movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, Was it It? No, no, <laughs> okay. no, no. I haven't seen that movie yet. I haven't seen the old one yet either, ah. but I, I'm planning on it. Nice. But um, uh, I forgot what's called. It's it's about a, a, a woman that... Ah, uh, uh, man. Uh, the, the woman pretty much trying to... She came home to her mother on the island and then she ended up trying to investigate her own mother but because her mother is the one that killed her father and then and then she's being accused of killing uh oh man it, it starts with the name do you know what i'm talking about or no? uh i'm vaguely familiar with that one but i can't place it and it's terrible because i have a stephen king podcast uh ah let's see comes home to an island so i mean huh. it's it's the mother's name okay is it Dolores Claiborne? Yes. There Dolores we go. Claiborne. Okay. So I watched that today. Nice. With Kathy so, Bates? Yes. Nice. With Kathy Bates, yeah. Nice. How'd you like it? It was really good. Like, I mean, just how everything was set up, the transitions. It was just, uh, it, it was a really wonderful movie. Just, I mean, they really got uh, deep within each character, the emotion. So I, I, I'm all about emotion in movies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Very cool, very cool, and yeah, emotion is something that Stephen King really excels yeah. at. He kind of takes 
takes uh, takes characters and develops them and then kind of sets them around a, yeah. a supernatural or crazy situation. But that's one of the things that's really interesting about the whole Dollar Baby program where it's like you have a, a, short, uh, a short story that, I mean, this one is four pages long and then you can just kind of really dive into it and develop yeah. it and, and some of the some of the changes that are being made for this production and some of the some of the ways that they're expanding it and that you guys are, are expanding the story is, is really really fascinating and really uh really something i'm looking forward to seeing no i am too yeah. i definitely am too yeah so all right well thank you so much for chatting with me is yeah, there anywhere you. that people can find you online or anything uh i would just say oh christian griffith <laughs> Or, like, if people want to email me, uh, christian.griffith92 at gmail.com, I guess. All right. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks again, and uh, best of luck with the rest of the uh, the production. All right. Thank you. Yep. Okay. So, uh, let's see. So, why don't you uh, tell me your tell me your guys' names and what your role is in the, in the production and uh, how the production is going so far for you. Uh, my name is Adria. I'm a makeup artist here, and I think it's going pretty good. I'm Chelsea, and I'm also a makeup artist. I do the special effects stuff, and I think we're killing it. It's great. Yeah, I was here for the for the shot where where uh, where Jordan is has the makeup and everything, and it just looked really really great, like and really gruesome. Like it was it was incredible. Um, how like do you guys have a history of, of doing makeup and special effects for for films, or or is this like your first your first go of it? Um, I actually just do the boring stuff, so I do the pretty makeup, I don't do the special effects, um, I'm learning from Chelsea, but, um, so for me, this is my first film, um, I'm in school for aesthetics right now, and I do want to be a makeup artist, so that's what kind of got me here, um, but Chelsea's the one about the special effects, so. <laughs> nice, so how's the, how, what's your background with special effects? Um, well, I've loved horror movies ever since I was a kid, so it just kind of fell into it, and things aren't so scary when you can, you know, dissect it and see how they did it, so I don't know, I just really love, you know, creating stuff like that. Nice, nice, so you're the one that's causing the fear in everyone when they see it, so (laughs) nice, nice. Uh, So have you guys done any, like, work with other productions in, in the area, and how do you feel about the, kind of the Indianapolis filmmaking community? Well, um, I just, this is my first film, so yeah, I've just done like Halloween makeup for people or like bridal stuff, just, you know, average like makeup, and it's actually really interesting to see like all, how it's all connected with like the indie filmmakers. I mean, a lot of people have reached out to me over the past like week, you know, wanting to work with me and stuff, and so it's really exciting. I'm really excited for this opportunity. (laughs) That's fantastic. How about you? Um, well, I grew up in the Indianapolis area, and so I've I was actually involved in the music side of it when I was in high school, and then I was a music major in college. So, I've been involved in like the arts community in Indianapolis before. This is my first time being involved on the makeup side since I decided to pursue it as a career. So, I'm really excited to see where this side of the arts community takes me. Fantastic! That's great. Um... So yeah, so uh, this is a Stephen King adaptation for The Man Who Loved Flowers. Uh, do you guys have any history with Stephen King, either books or movies, or uh, how do you how do you feel about Stephen King overall, and what's your favorite Stephen King story? Um, well, I'm actually terrified of horror movies, um, <laughs> so... Um, but as far as Stephen King goes, I, my husband is a huge fan, my mother is a huge fan, I, you know, grew up with his books in my house and movies on TV, so... Um, 
I, I don't diss Stephen King just because I'm afraid of horror movies, but um, I don't know very much other than that. I don't I definitely don't have a favorite. I think the only Stephen King movie that I've seen in its entirety is the original It movie, and um, I probably won't go see the remake because, again, I'm a big scaredy cat. <laughs> sure, sure, that's fair. How about you? Um, so Stephen King is like a god. Nice. Of like horror, so I, I absolutely love him. Like Christine and like all of the old movies. Um, I just grew up with Stephen King, and he's you know I love everything about him. So it's nice. great. Nice. And have you seen it yet? Um, I've seen the old it. I haven't seen the new it yet. But um, I'm terrified of clowns. Oh. So. <laughs> That's, uh, yeah, Pennywise is terrifying. So. Well, what better time than to face your fear than now? So that's what I'm saying. So, but yeah, that's great. Awesome. Well, um, thank you guys so much for chatting with me. Is there anywhere that we can find you online for, for your for your, your work or anything? Um, I do have a Facebook page. It's Adria Meyer Artistry. And I also have an Instagram page that's just my first and last name, Adria Meyer. I have a Instagram page that's just Chelsea Emily, C-H-E-L-S-E-A-E-M-I-L-E-E, and that's where I usually post my work. <laughs> Perfect. Well, thank you guys so much, and good luck with the rest of the shoot, and uh, good job with all the makeup and everything. Thank yeah. You. Okay, so go ahead and uh, tell me your name and, and your role in the film, and uh, also, you are a Shocktober Nervington alum. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, um, I've been a big fan of Shocktober for a while now. My name is Jordan Wheatley. Um, I'm an actress. This is probably my seventh year doing it professionally. I've been doing it all my life otherwise. And I played one of the victims that um, the man who loves flowers mistakes for Norma. <laughs> nice. And I saw, I was watching the uh, shoot of, of one of the scenes and... Uh, just like I, I, I just really liked the way that it that it was done and, and the uh, the way that it takes from the from the source material of the short story and kind of expands on it and, and makes it its own. I really like that. So um, so you have a, a long history of doing of, of acting and everything. And uh, you were in one of our one of one of the short horror films at Shocktober Nervington, Intruder Two, from uh, the guys at Billy and Brandon. And uh, yeah, so how do you feel about this production, and what attracted you to this one in particular? What attracted me to this production was the fact that they had to actually go through Stephen King to get permission to do it. I felt like it was a really good opportunity to just, you know, even make it on the map of his radar in any way, shape, or form. So that w that attracted me to it. And then um, our camera and sound guys, I've worked with them before, and I really, really enjoyed working with them professionally and they're fantastic so just those kind of things combined made me want to pursue this opportunity as well very cool very cool and what uh did you do any like prep work to get into the mindset of of the victim um i just try i try to keep things as authentic as possible so you know playing a victim that's kind of caught off guard i just try and put myself like how did i feel like life experiences when did i feel like that previously and just try to think about those kinds of things very cool and uh how did you feel about the the makeup effects because like like do you do that a lot like are you in a lot of productions where it uses a lot of like visual effects or anything as far as the makeup effects um i have only had a couple of instances where i've had anything like that done but never to that extreme that was actually quite a challenge for me um 
I am somebody that has clinically diagnosed obsessive compulsive disorder, and that was actually quite triggering for me. So I tried to suck it up as best as I can (laughs) and be a good sport and not be a drama queen by any means. But um, that was a challenge. She did a fantastic job. The the pretty makeup looked beautiful. The terrible makeup looked awful in a great way. So, uh, you know, just tried to stay positive, and thankfully they... uh, helped me wash my hair in a bathroom sink (laughs) (laughs) nice nice well that's cool that you that you were able to to overcome that and then you know the shoot looked like it went great and uh and it looks and it looked incredible um what are some other like projects that that, uh you've worked on previously or, or coming up Right now, I'm in the midst of producing a feature. Um, It's called Mystery Indiana, and I will have a small part in that as well. Um, We're shooting mainly in Bloomington and the south-central region of Indiana, and I'm working on producing and storyboarding um, another film. It's it's only got a working title right now, um, but that is with my friend Emmanuel Carter, who is big in the Indiana film scene as well. So those are the two projects that I'm kind of focusing on right now. Just a couple small things kind of in the pipeline, but nothing concrete yet besides those two. Nice. That's awesome. And you said that you're not you're not too familiar with Stephen King or anything. Do you have any, like, adaptations or anything that you enjoy or anything in, in terms of Stephen King? Um, I, I like what I've seen and read of his, um, but... I, like the makeup artists were saying, I'm also, I love scary stuff, but I'm also really afraid of scary stuff as well. So it takes a lot for me to watch something. I want to read and watch more of the things. I'm actually going to um, start on the Dark Tower series soon. Um, I've heard so many good things about that, and I want to read it before I actually see the movie. But um, other than that, I'm I'm still kind of new. I'm a big reader, though, but I'm, I haven't really read anything new in a long time. I just keep rereading Harry Potter. <laughs> sure. sure. I just, I just, uh, I just got on my wish list on, on Audible, like, all the Harry Potter books, and I'm like, okay, each month I can get the new, the, the next Harry Potter book, because, like, I've, I've read them, and I've read them on, like, like, physical, like, paperback. I've read them on Kindle, and I'm like, kind of also want to read, like, listen to them, and but yeah, so it, so that's something I definitely understand that. Yeah. But but as far as the Dark Tower, like obviously I'm a, I'm a huge fan of the Dark Tower. Um, and uh, all I'll say is that lower your expectations before you see the movie because the movie is the movie is is kind of a mess. But the book series is like my favorite thing. Like bottom line, favorite thing in the world in terms of fandom and stuff. So so yeah, and it and it's not like too scary or anything it's more an amalgam of fantasy sci-fi and stuff like that so so yeah hopefully hopefully you like it yeah and, uh, yeah yeah um the first yeah. thing of his eyes the first thing of stephen king's that i'd ever seen was christine and i was very very young so i just vaguely vaguely remember it and being terrified by it but my dad loves cars and rebuilds cars so that was like and I don't know, he wanted to watch car kill people. I guess I don't know. <laughs> sure, sure, nice. Um, and how do you feel about filming here in, in Greenfield? Um, this is like when I was when I was driving in. I was just thinking like this is a Stephen King town. Like this <laughs> this looks like a Stephen King setting. So have you have you ever shot anything here in Greenfield, or or do you have any experience with Greenfield? And how's the experience been here? Um, ironically enough, I just did um, a. A radio play for J.P. Leck. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, so who is another Shocktober alumni, and we're going to be shooting the short film of the radio play that we just shot next year. I don't know why I forgot to mention that before, but um, Greenfield is like a quintessential small town. It, you know, this restaurant that we're next to is super adorable, and you know, I live about an hour away from here about 30 minutes the other direction of Indianapolis. So I have literally never been here except for a couple of occasions for business. But it's a really cute small town. It's a great location for this. Yeah, absolutely. And it seems like the whole community has really come out and support you guys and what you're doing. And that's such a great, that must be such a great feeling. And and it must really make the set even more enjoyable. (laughs) It definitely does. And, you know, this is a podcast so you can't see where we're at. But... We've been doing makeup in at a, at a folding card table in the parking lot of a restaurant, and when they were doing my gory makeup, all the waiters and waitresses and the people eating out on the patio were coming out and taking pictures of me with my face all chewed up, and I just kept awkwardly waving and saying hi, and then we had to cross the street, and everybody driving by was like, oh God, what's happening over here? It was, it was pretty funny. Nice. That's that's fantastic. And uh, finally, like, where, where can people find you online or any of your work online and everything? Um, I have a Facebook page. It's Jordan Lee Wheatley, and Lee is L-E-I-G-H. And then I have an Instagram account under my first, middle, and last name as well. I'm working on building a website and a YouTube channel as well. Fantastic. Awesome. And, uh, yeah, well, that's great. Thank you so much for chatting with me, and good luck with the rest of the shoot and with uh, with all of, all of the other things you got going on and everything. I'm here with Rick Connell, who's going to be scoring The Man Who Loved Flowers. So um, tell me tell me about your history with, with music, and, and have you ever scored a, a film before? I have never scored a film before. Um, I've scored some shorts back in college. Um, uh, my experience with music is I've been doing music with, uh, with bands uh, for the last 15 years, and um, I always wanted to get back into doing uh, stuff with film and TV, and I saw Cameron had posted that he got the contract back, and I know Cameron from the, the band I was in, uh, Rayal. We'd done some work with him uh, before at some of the festivals, and uh, I, I jumped in as soon as I possibly could and said, hey, do you have anybody who, you know, have you slated a composer yet? And he said, no. I said, I, I want to do it. Uh, so he says, it's, it's, uh, it's yours, and we'll, we'll get with the board and, and determine it. Okay, so I was pretty pumped about that. Um, so I'm, I'm excited. I've been doing a lot of homework the last since since May on how to uh, just kind of get my scoring chops back up and uh, listening to a lot of films that are similar um, in genre just to kind of get my my ears around um, uh, some of the Stephen King films and try to pay some homage to some of the stuff that's been done before as well. So yeah, I'm pretty pretty excited about doing it. That's awesome. What uh, what homework have you done like any what specific films are you looking at um i've been listening to um some stuff by hans zimmer as far as like some of the stuff that he's done Uh, i know he's a really really popular uh film composer but i've also been listening to some of uh john williams stuff that's that's kind of newer as well which is kind of interesting to watch how his music style has progressed in the last number of years uh everybody talks about post hans zimmer uh because he's (laughs) he's so uh rapidly changed in the last probably the last 15 years changed the way music's been done for film yeah. and uh, so I've been listening to uh, the stuff from The Ring uh, 1 and 2 uh, I've listened to some of the, uh, the stuff from the new It movie oh, and stuff nice. like that just to kind of get an idea of what's being done that's that's new um, 
I'm trying. I'm having a blank now. Oh, All the stuff I've done. Oh, okay. We're not going to be interrupted. Okay, cool. <laughs> so, yeah, that's some of the stuff that I've been listening to. Sweet, sweet. Have you seen the new M movie? I have not seen the new movie yet. I need to find a time when I don't have a two-year-old. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. It is, uh, it's, it's really good. I've seen a lot of the, uh, the, sh- the outtakes from it, or oh, like yeah. the, uh, the, the shorts that have kind of propped up on the internet here mm-hmm. and there, probably not legally. Right. And, uh, <laughs> man, they, they have made it, uh, it feels darker than the first one. Oh, absolutely. Uh, oh, yeah, so. and very true to the book as well. Yeah. It's, uh, it's really, really remarkable. Uh, really remarkable movie. I'm looking forward to it. They're going to do another one. Um, yeah, so uh, how about your history with Stephen King? Do you Have you read any of his work or I have, I seen have any? I read very little of his work. Okay. Um, it's something that has piqued my interest. Um, I've, I'm kind of a fan of some of the, the TV stuff that he's done. Mm-hmm. Um, like Under the Dome was really cool. Uh, it's just kind of out, not what I would have expected to be a Stephen King mm-hmm. story, which was kind of shocking to me. Sure. Um, I read some stuff early on in, in high school, but uh, I just don't remember uh, specifics and stuff like that. Sweet. Uh, yeah, I recommend reading Under the Dome because the book is amazing. Um, I have friends yeah. tell me about the Dark the Dark Tower series. They say it's amazing. <laughs> oh, I am planning my two Dark Tower tattoos as we <laughs> as we speak. Um, yeah, it's my favorite thing just yeah. ever. Um, hence why I started a Dark Tower Stephen King uh, podcast. Um, yeah, if you ever read that. Read it. Ignore the movie. The movie was. I've heard that several times. Yeah, the movie was not in keeping with the book at all. The series, which is fine, but it's also not because they really butchered it. But, um, <laughs> but yeah. Um, so yeah. So to kind of wrap up, like, where can people find your work online? Like your music yeah. and anything. They can go to archonmusic.com or rick connell c o n n e l l dot com. Uh, they can find my music from my past bands that I've been in and uh, also the music that will be coming out for the Manual of Flowers. Um, and I'm just going to kind of be cataloging and, and kind of documenting my process through writing the score. And so if you want to check out stuff like there while I'm going through that process as well, it will be awesome to share the experience. Perfect. All right. Well, great. I can't wait to see what you, what you do with with the man who loves flowers because I've seen some of the uh, some of the scenes as they were shot, and it's just I, I can't wait to see what kind of music's played underneath it. So it's gonna be it's gonna be awesome. So yeah. Well, thank you so much for your time, and uh, yeah, hope you. Uh, uh, goes well. Well. <laughs> hope it goes well. Yeah. <laughs> Best of luck with everything, and uh, congratulations. I appreciate it. All right, and thank you once again to 5 After 5 Productions and the cast and crew of um, The Man Who Loved Flowers uh, for taking the time to talk to me and letting me be um, there while you guys were working um, so hard on what is going to be such a great um, such a great adaptation of, of King's work. And I can't wait to see the finished product and can't wait to see what you guys do next. Um, that's the thing that's kind of... The underlying thing about all of this is that Indianapolis, we're not, we're not LA, we're not New York, we're not, we're not this big city that's, that's, we're not even Atlanta where they film a lot of stuff or anything. We are this, this city that doesn't have this big, like, film presence, but the creative force within Indianapolis and the creative community within Indianapolis and the filmmaker community within this city is, 
incredible. Like everyone is so, so passionate about their work and about it. And there's no like ego or anything. It's all just people, people pursuing their dreams and pursuing their creative endeavors in a way that they, that they want to. And it's, it's so wonderful to be able to speak to people that live in Indianapolis and create in Indianapolis. That's one of the best things that, uh, one of the best things about having multiple podcasts of related to movies and TV shows in Indianapolis is I get to talk to people that work, um, in Indianapolis in film and television. So, um, yeah, so it's, it's just a, a great honor to be able to talk to them about it and hope you guys enjoyed the interviews. And once again, check out five after five productions.net, follow them on Facebook and Twitter and all the, all that good stuff. I'll put all the links in the show notes. And, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll be posting on the tower junkies, Facebook page, um, updates as they as they come about with the man who loved flowers i have some pictures that i'm going to post alongside this episode so be on the lookout for that and also on instagram i'll be posting as well at tower junkies pod so once again thank you so much to cameron and five after five productions and can't wait to see what you guys do next and thank you guys for listening to this special episode of tower junkies and may you have long days and pleasant nights Thank you for listening to Tower Junkies, a Dark Tower podcast presented by ObsessiveViewer.com. You can find more of our episodes at TowerJunkiesPod.com, and you can subscribe to the show on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, or anywhere else podcasts are found. If you'd like to donate to the podcast, you can find ways to do that at TowerJunkiesPod.com slash donate, or become a patron for Obsessive Viewer at Patreon.com slash Obsessive Viewer, for recurring donations with different reward tiers. Every donation goes toward paying the fees to keep the podcast running and is greatly appreciated. Any and all feedback on the podcast is encouraged. You can contact us by emailing us at matt at obsessiveviewer.com or by tweeting us at towerjunkiespod or at obsessiveviewer and at obsessivetiny. You can also like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash towerjunkiespod. For more podcast content from ObsessiveViewer.com, check out Anthology, my solo side project podcast where I'm reviewing The Twilight Zone as a first-time viewer and exploring other classic and contemporary science fiction anthology television shows. You can find Anthology at AnthologyPod.com and anywhere podcasts are found. Finally, if you're philosophically curious, check out Tiny's side project podcast, The Secular Perspective, which explores the concepts of faith, religion, and existence from the perspective of secular hosts Chad and Amanda. You can find that at thesecularperspective.com and subscribe to the podcast on the app of your choice. Once again, thank you for listening to Tower Junkies, and we'll see you next time.